The princess is an expert at the game, and she'll be handling your training from now on. We'll be leaving together. Part of the training, huh? What, a game? Hey! Hey, wait! What she's saying is, don't trust anybody. Hope to tell you. His name? Kurt Thomas. His title, three-time world gymnastics champion. His assignment, a secret mission for the United States government. His only weapon, himself. And that's all he needs. Combine the discipline, the timing, and the power of gymnastics with the explosive force of karate. And a new, all-powerful martial art is born. Jim Kata. Kurt Thomas becomes Jonathan Cabot. He must penetrate a mountain fortress to compete in an ancient savage ritual. They call it the game. But nobody wins. And nobody lives. Until now. When gymnastics and karate are fused, the combustion becomes an explosion. And a new kind of martial arts superhero is born. Jim Kata. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. The whole fucking thing sucks. Hey, sir. Oh, there's the yeah, lion drawer. I, I, I haven't heard anything for the past few minutes. What happened? I haven't heard anything since since uh, I muted. Ah, <laughs> uh, what happened? Are we, are we recording? Because I heard you say everything sucks. So. Uh, well, yes, we are. We are recording now. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> well, well, I, I did a sound check, and you said you heard it. 
Yeah, and then I had heard nothing beyond that. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. Damn, I played a clip from the movie. And it messed uh, up? No, no, it played fine. <laughs> oh, okay. I played a clip from the movie. Uh, you're just going to have to listen to this uh, episode. Uh, I will. I played a clip from the film, and I did the trailer, which was great. And then I did the old opening to the show, the one that I did, the one that we haven't played in probably a year and a half. Uh-huh. Um, because it has all the... I put a bunch of Jim Cotta clips in uh, oh, my opening. That so makes, That makes sense, yeah. Yes, yes, that's why I did it. And, and so I, here uh, we are at the and, opening of the show again. That's right. And in playing that opening, it reminded me how much I like my opening. Not... You know, <laughs> yours is really good too. But I was like, "Oh man, oh, we should, sure. I should I should stagger the openings because they're both yes, good." Yes, you should. We should make some more. Um, ah, uh, yes, we should. That that is a definite. Well, w- welcome to Movie Sucktastic, the the uh, the film review podcast that reviews bad films. Uh, and some good ones. Yeah. Olive it almost oil. feels. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels. It almost feels wrong to call it like a. a Say that we review bad films because even the bad ones we kind of like. So I don't know. It's kind of yeah, well. You know. Well, here's the I thing. We're not like a lot of other people. So oh no, you oh, know, no. one oh, man's no. trash is another man's gold, and uh, we're, we're 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 giving you bad films that we enjoy watching. We fully admit that they're bad. We know they're bad. You're oh. gonna watch it and you're gonna go, "What the fuck were they thinking?" I now, loved this movie growing up oh. as a kid. Oh, sure. I still love it. I still love it. Yeah. Um, one, Actually, of the, one of the, the descriptions I have for this uh, film is this... Uh, f- films like this, and specifically this film, is one of the reasons why we do this show. It, it, it birthed movie sucktastic in a way. Because... The the very first bad movie day we did was Tron, but the very next one we did after that was Gymkata. Um Uh no, that's not true. The very first bad movie day was in my apartment in Scotch Plains and it was Gymkata. I'm sorry. The first outdoor uh bad movie day was Tron. Right. That's right. That's right. So this film was the the marquee movie. <laughs> for the evening we've we've actually mentioned this a few times because we did a load in the dark scott and i did black, the black hole together keeping each other awake <laughs> um but jim Cotta was was the movie that was the marquee film and it was uh it was the beginning of something and it turned out to be this it was and and jim Cotta's always been the standard to uh to describe what a, the ultimate bad film is. Yep. That, that just that balance of not just like a shitty quality, but the balance of just like really badness mixed in together. You know what? Something's not wrong with the sound because I can hear myself too, and I'm oh, just killing. Oh really? Oh, you want to? Yeah. You want to end our no, session? I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll, no, no, I'll forge ahead. But just if if I pause every now and then, it's because it, it, I'm just hearing myself. Okay. Well, I, I mean, may, we I could very we could very quickly kill your connection. No, and it's I'll not going to affect my what down I, a bit and see if it happens. Well, I can hear that your voice doesn't sound good on the recording end either. Oh, well then fuck it, let's restart. Well, no, we don't have to restart our recording. We just have to okay. you can dis- disconnect and reconnect. 
My end is right. fine. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up. You call me and 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 everybody just like hold your breath for one minute. See, he always thinks we have to start over. We don't. <laughs> Hello. That was, that's way better. Who's that? The the sound quality and everything. Oh, okay. We're still doing this. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so again, Jim Cotta. Yeah. It's it's just the, it's it's the pinnacle of bad films. Now, uh, it's also a, a strong cult film. It's one of those films that, like, e either no one knows or everybody knows. <laughs> and it. The, no, the what? scene is uh, <laughs> where he's done doing his gymnastics routine, <laughs> and he's like walking away, and some like, uh, some uh, some halfway good-looking blonde is trying to follow him into the like locker room, and they're like, "No, ma'am, you can't." <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, no, this, this is. A, this is now, as far Kurt, as you go. Now, I mean, now let's just talk about Kurt Thomas for a second. Just to get now. This is a gymnastic. Uh, uh, sorry, a, a, an Olympic gymnast. Uh, oh fuck you! This is an Olympic gymnast. <laughs> yes. I'll get it right eventually. A world class he, he, champion. I mean, he almost won gold at at the Olympics, but he never got that far. But he was still world class. He won. He won like three gold medals at the world championships, three at the yep. American Cup. Uh, he he won. Now it's funny. I was I was researching some of the gym, gymnastic aspects of him, right. and Wikipedia. Yeah, I really I went really deep in my uh, my. Uh, research says that he won the Nyson award in 1979 and in parentheses it says the Heisman of men's gymnastics <laughs> now that I found that funny not because they compared a gymnastics award to a football award but I realized that the only reason I even know what the Heisman trophy is is because OJ Simpson killed two people <laughs> if it hadn't uh, been for that atrocity I would have no idea what that meant well so, I, I, the, the Heisman trophy it's probably the most mimicked pose i mean like the and i and i, I wouldn't mean, know come that. on I know really the pose. wow okay i know the pose but i wouldn't know it's the heisman trophy because i've oh, seen the pose well, okay <laughs> I, I, anyway, I understand where you're coming from i got you. yeah he's he's now he's a, such a world he was such a world-class gymnast at the time that there are even two gymnastic moves named after him oh wow i didn't uh, know that the um the thomas flair and the thomas <laughs> salto oh god now the uh, now the Thomas Salto is so dangerous that several women were injured try attempting it, including one that was paralyzed. So it's actually been banned from competitions for females. <laughs> Just females, though. P apparently, for some reason, it's the aerodynamics. Uh, uh, aren't women more aerodynamic than men? But they have lumps. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is apparently. Okay, they're Lump. lady humps. Lovely Lump. lady lumps. Yes. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I don't understand the difference between male okay. and female gymnastics to that extent. But yes, only for women has it been banned. The Thomas Salto is uh, a tucked one and a half backward Salto with a one and a half twist into a rollout. Which oh, dear, dear God, I have no idea. I did find it on YouTube though, uh, and it 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 he kind of does variations of it in the film, but I don't think he actually does the Thomas Salto. In the film, <laughs> the Thomas Flair is a pommel horse move, but I'm not. I don't remember if he actually does it in this film. I don't think he does. There is a At pommel least, horse, but I don't I, I think don't, it's part of the, his that routine. <laughs> I don't think he does the Thomas Flair during the Crazy Town part. How so, the hell is there even a pommel horse in the middle of Crazy Town? 
Well, now we're now we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So, <laughs> are are so, we really? <laughs> so he he wins all these medals and stuff, and I guess you know I, I yeah. somebody approached him and said, "Hey, you're a big name. Let's put you in a movie." But you're a big enough name where we still don't have to pay you much. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's true, and you know what it is too. He's not a bad-looking guy, so they were really. I don't want to say rolling the dice with trying to make him an action star. If he had just a lick of like personality acting wise, they might have been successful. So that's what they were really shooting for. They were shooting for a good-looking guy who's got all these gymnastic, uh, you know, skills and everything. And they're just sure. tried. They pretty much catered this movie around him, and it failed miserably. Well, and the director. Um, Robert Klaus, he is he's his biggest claim to fame was directing Enter the Dragon. Okay. And, but after that, he couldn't really get a lot of work. It, it, there was no breakthrough for him for Hollywood, so um, he ended up doing like Black Belt Jones, uh, things like that. Uh, Game of Death, he did. That was good. But so I, <laughs> Game of Jim, Death. So like Jim Cotta was kind of his like attempt to kind of break into. Uh, Hollywood, I guess. He he kept trying to do mainstream films, but the doors didn't open as wide as you might. Now, one interesting thing about him is he did a lot of martial arts films and physical films, um, you know, action films, for the main reason that he was deaf. Oh, really? And to the point, I mean, 100% deaf, so he had assistants that would verify for him that the dialogue was said properly. <laughs> this explains a lot about <laughs> Jim Cotta. <laughs> this explains so much about Jim Cotta. Uh, it's one of those things you read, I, I'm, I'm just like, ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. We'll do it in post. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed the line? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, nailed him, yeah, Robert. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to do this in post, so just don't tell <laughs> Robert. <laughs> You know, it's okay. It's okay. Just, just shut up. Don't just. We're doing great, Robert. We're ahead of schedule, under budget. Come on, let's go. And you know, <laughs> and, and I guess, I guess Jim Cotta was his his kind of way of like trying to take martial arts into mainstream Hollywood. Uh, didn't work, at least not to that extent. Right. I, you know, I mean, if Jackie Chan couldn't break in bigger than doing, uh, well, uh, like the, the big brawl. The Protector. What? I mean, that was like yeah, his big like, introduction to America, other than Cannibal Run. But the yeah, Protector, but what, what, what? It did nothing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Jackie Chan can't do it, what the fuck's this guy going to do? What was do? what was oh, Jackie Chan's his first real big one where it like he got noticed here in America? Was that Rumble in the Bronx? Well, that yeah, that was his big switch to America. That's because uh, that was a hit at a point where his films were so mainstream underground, right? Uh, that. You know, they, they grabbed him and just started, uh, yeah. I mean, that that was before Rush Hour and everything. Oh, yeah. That was a good but, uh, three, but again, four that years wasn't, before Rush Hour. But that wasn't, Rush, Rumble in the Bronx wasn't even an American film. No. To an extent. It, he just made it, and then they, they released it in America. They dubbed it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, once, and once it caught on, then, oh, then they released, like, five of his other films. Uh, First Strike, uh, Operation Condor, Armor of God. And there's one other one they released. Uh, uh, like, uh, Super Cop? That. Super Cop, thank you. Yes, yeah. which is uh, Police Story 3. They didn't, they didn't bother with the first two because they were too Hong Kongish, <laughs> But for some reason, Super Cop, they were able to squeeze through. Yeah. Kong, it's, not, it's not even... I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> but, 
but yeah, so I mean, this, this is uh, this is Robert Klaus saying, "Hey, let's get out there and you know, let's break the the martial arts ceiling or what have you." Yeah, let's do and that. So, and so he gets the screenwriter, uh, Charles Robert Carner. The screen, the only screenplay credit he has before Jim Cotta is the made-for-TV movie Seduced. I don't even know it. Okay, so I, I don't even know Jim, it. Uh, yeah, me neither. After Jim Cotta. He also wrote the screenplay for the Alan Smithy film, Let's Get Harry. Oh, wow, which was almost a challenge to you not that long ago. Right. He followed that up with Blind Fury, Rutger Howard doing the Blind Swordsman films in America. Wow, I, which I still kind of, well, I haven't seen it in probably two decades. It, I still kind of like it. It's not. I, I rewatched it recently. Oh, no. It's, a, it's worse now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course it is. It hurts a little bit more watching oh, it now. Oh man, still fun. <clears throat> yeah, but, but not not as not as. I remember that, when I saw that when it first came out. That that was I that was a lot of fun. That movie. Oh, it, it pains me to hear you say that. Yeah, and then Damn it. after after he did Blind Fury and an Alan Smithy film, he went back to television until no no no, no. the Let's Get Harry was Alan Smithy. That's what I'm saying. A Blind Fury and an Alan Smithy film. Oh after oh oh. Fine. So I'm sorry. Yeah. After that, no, it's okay. After those, he did nothing but television up until he he broke back in the film again by writing the screenplay to Witless Protection Ooh. with Joe the Cable Guy. <laughs> and it's Joe the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry, right? Larry the Cable Larry Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. I'm all right. Yes, that was his big comeback. Ouch. Uh huh. So, uh, so, but I bet that did. I. You know what? We we say that, but I bet that movie made money. Uh, it didn't do a part two, so it didn't do as good as Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> that is true. Believe, believe me, if that film was popular enough, I, Larry the Cable Guy would have been up for a sequel. <laughs> that, that I, is, yeah, no, that's true. Because they make that movie for no money. Yeah, there's, there's get no her done. How mind. many times do you think Get Her Done was said in that movie? I don't even want to guess. Get Her Done! Don't want to guess. I don't. <laughs> so th this perfect storm of, okay, let's try to do Rocky. But with espionage, and and I would love to know who the first person was. It, it must have been somebody had gotten the, got the rights to the terrible game, which is the book by um, Dan Tyler Moore. And oh, we know it well. You got to go back to some early episodes of our show to catch Scott reading excerpts from the terrible game. Olive oil. Uh, olive oil. And. I remember you reading that that line, and then it was like, "Okay, we're done. We have to continue this next week. <laughs> we're ending with olive oil." <laughs> but I mean, the the the, the ah, the terrible game. It, it's a an espionage novel from the fifties. Uh, I lost the date in front of me. I've got like reams of material in front of me right here, uh, and I don't have a good memory like you for uh, name, d d uh, dates and things like that but it was written in the 50s or late 50s i believe mm -hmm. uh by dan tyler moore who was actually involved in government work uh, his father actually uh uh punched uh damaged roosevelt's eye oh god really <laughs> yeah um like damaged it <laughs> and so he's he, you know and he wrote a, a couple a few other books but for some reason this one got optioned and they wanted to make a movie out of it and they had to change a lot because uh 
I won't go too much of the changes right now, but it, it's a it's a vastly different read in some aspects. I can tell you that the similarities are: a young man is recruited to play in a, a game in a foreign country for for uh, strategic defense reasons. Uh, for well, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much as as similar as they get. Uh, that's it, right? Because in the film, he's going to play the game, but for the U.S. government to collect information. Right. He, he does the same thing uh, in the book, except... Uh, well, no, in, don't, in the film, he's going there because they want to base their Star Wars uh, satellite. Oh, that's right. You're right. Not there. Now, in the, in the, in the book, uh, the, the name of the country... Is, uh, oh yeah, it's a fake name. It's like, um... but it's not like Parmistan, which is the name of the, in the film. They call it Parmistan, which is like I guess where the cheese comes from. I can't think of any other reason why you call it that. <laughs> uh. I have a and my main reference here while we're talking is that I'm probably the only uh, college student to have written a critical paper on Jim Cotta and the terrible game. Which I have not have the had the privilege to, to read yet, so ah well it, it's it's half of it's a little it's a lot of you know critical writing so a lot of research and stuff in there but some cool stuff um, blah 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 now one interesting thing is that it, it's not interesting actually I'm gonna skip that <laughs> it's not interesting it, at all <laughs> it's interesting to me because I'm into this wacky shit but uh, yeah the uh, uh, I'm just trying to find the name of the goddamn country. I have it all right here. You take over. You, I've been talking too long. Okay. <laughs> What's the, <laughs> the, the, the film, basically, uh, well, you know what I do want to talk about? I want to talk about watching this as a kid. This was, oh, yeah. this was one of the, the premier films in my movie collection. I had this film, I had Lady Hawk, and I had, ironically enough, Enter the Dragon all on one tape. That was... And I could watch that tape from beginning to end and just be happy about it. Um, and I, I remember record. I remember staying up really, really late. It was like one or two in the morning to record this, and uh, I ended up staying up to like three, three thirty in the morning to record this because back then VCRs had timers, but no one knew how to fucking use them. <laughs> so I could have, I could have timed it to start recording on its own and stop on its own but i didn't trust it because i knew that i wouldn't have a good copy of jim Cotta if i did that <laughs> but th this is the pinnacle of my childhood i was nine years old when i saw this for the first time and every saturday at three o'clock on uh, philadelphia 29 uh, which then became fox 5 in our area they'd show kung fu movies and like Jackie Chan stuff too, you know, like Drunken Master and things like that. So when this film came out, I was in heaven. Like truly. Um, they, yo, you know what they also do a little bit in this film? They try to go a little James Bond-ish with this. Oh, yeah. Like, where they give him uh, some toys uh, to, to, you know, as weapons. Like, oh, here, here's a little handle that shoots a, a rectangular metal spear. In, re like, in reverse motion. In, in, re yeah, in reverse. Everything uh, yeah. is in reverse motion. Like when she, they're training and she pulls a knife on him and she throws it at the wall, the hole's already in the wall. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the it's a it's a it's a column of wood. It's already in the wall. It's every shot is like that. Everything is in reverse motion. Well, I love the training sequence because we 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 meet him at this gymnastics, and then this, the government guy says, "Hey." Yeah, you want to? He gets him almost as, almost as quickly as uh, the old guy convinces the husband to turn to Satan in uh, <laughs> Rosemary's Baby. Hey, you want to be a spy for the government? I'd love to. So they go they go to this remote uh, house in the woods where he, he starts his formal training with uh, like a, this weird amalgam like eighteen ripoff, where it's the the princess from Parmistan, a an Asian guy with a hawk. And a big black guy. Uh, and, and the Asian guy, I, I swear I, he was in other things, and I just don't know, I don't remember the films that he was in. But I just but, love the fact he has a giant, and I'm not, we're not, it's not just like a hawk, it's a giant fucking falcon. It is <laughs> huge. And, like, and it has nothing to do with the training. None of the training involves the falcon. It involves him like throwing axes at him. <laughs> but, and and all the black guy really does is like make him like do calisthenics. He's like a coach, <laughs> like no special yeah. skills there. Uh, like, there's the she's, she, <laughs> like she's gonna she's gonna show you how to be stealthy. He's gonna show you how to you know work you know work with your eyes closed. He's just gonna tell you to jog. I just <laughs> we, he's a package deal. We couldn't get him get 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 the the Falcon guy doesn't work without Mister T. That's just how it works. <laughs> The scene now uh, is the scene that I have in the opening uh, of the show that I played where he's got the, um, uh, I don't remember what that is called, not a balance beam, but it's just a, a bar that, that he could swing on. and uh, like a parallel do, bar? Uh, yeah, yes, that's a, yes, parallel bar. Wow, look at Your you. Guess is, that's the closest guess I'm getting. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's that scene where he's on there and he's like kicking the shit out of people. It's just like he's spinning. It's like run into my kicks, <laughs> just run right into them, and now, they do every well, the, time. <laughs> one of the, one of the big draws to Kurt Thomas, I can imagine, is the fact that he was the reason he was such a superstar of the gymnastics world is because he was did everything. He you yeah. know he's doing the uh, the un, the parallel bars or uneven bars, whatever the pommel horse, uh, the floor somersault bullshit. Uh, he, he that's he, that's why he's got six gold medals. He's he's winning all of these different categories. So it's like wow, this guy can do everything. We got to put him in this movie and you know have him do martial arts with it. The problem is every almost everything he does involves him either flip you know doing flips or swinging off of things. So, right. <laughs> so so there's not you know to, to utilize his true gymnastic talents. We have to go out of our way to make sure there's a pole sticking out of the ceiling when the guys are coming at him. Right, and or, it's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, you know what? They should remake this as a TV show and just go for, like, straight camp. <laughs> and just, ha- like, every time there's a fight, all of a sudden there's, like, like rings hanging from the ceiling. Ha-ha! You know, just... Well, you know, you know what they should do? They should, they should take a show like Archer and dedicate a season to this. You know uh, how they're, they're always changing things up. It's like, just I'd make an episode. The Jim Cotta season. Well, they could Jim do an episode. episode. Kurt Thomas. Yeah, I, I think Kurt Thomas is completely. Uh, he he runs a, a martial arts studio in uh, I forget what state now, uh, with his oh, wife. It's, it's probably a flyover. What? <laughs> it's probably I, a flyover. Oh, oh, obviously, uh, but like, you, you know, if you do a search, there aren't many interviews with Kurt Thomas about Jim Cotta. <laughs> it's like, oh, what the fuck did I do? I what would love, I love. A Blu-ray, a 1080p restored Blu-ray of this. 
I would love the I original think, screenplay. I don't think it exists. Has this been but, released on Blu-ray? No, right? No. No. It barely got it. Now, it, even this, this is how much of a cult film this is. The only reason it was released on DVD is that the distribution company ran a contest where they said, listen, here's our full catalog of films that we have rights to. You vote on what film you want us to pr pr put on DVD, and we'll do it. They're like, they're like, oh, this is all shit. We don't want to put it. And and Jim Cottle won hands down. Huge, <laughs> huge like write-in movements. All right, everybody, you know, they, they organized. And, and, and the, even the guy was shocked. I remember the interview. I couldn't find it in time for the show. He was like, yeah, I uh, had no idea this was going to be the one. <laughs> like, there's, a, there's some really good stuff on this list, and this is what won. <laughs> it cemented Jim Cotta as just like the ultimate cult bad film. That's crazy, and and you know the company yet, to re what? Yet the IMDb page for Jim Cotta still doesn't have the proper poster up. I know what the fuck. What the fuck? <laughs> really? I'm taking bets on the company that actually does release Jim Cotta on Blu-ray oh. that it's going to be Shout Factory. God, it's, it's gonna be Shout Factory. You know it. I gotta, gotta get be. my copies. I, I need to get my Auto Man and my Manimal. Uh, <laughs> when, they, when they finally come out, fuck yeah! Oh man, there's my stocking stuffers. Uh, <laughs> um, I, real quick, just because I finally found it, uh, it's on page two of my uh, of my critical paper, preparing the game. Cultural oh. ideals, and masculinity, as defined in Jim Cotta and the Terrible Game. You have to have a long title like that for scholastic writing shit. Sure, it makes uh, you sound so smart. I just want, just to kind of sum up, uh, in the book, the young Yale, it's a Yale student, Jonathan Burr, is uh, has been trained to enter and win the terrible game of Ott. That's the actual name of the game. A medieval physical endurance trial requiring a completion of several feats of strength and agility while 100 armed men attempt to chase you down and kill you. Uh, then the winner of the game is granted one request, and Jonathan is supposed to use that request to convince the geographically isolated country of Bernalk uh, to work for the U.S. as a first strike against Russian supply shipments over the Trans Trans Bacal Railway. So it was a it was you know strategic uh, to stop Russians from moving weapons and shit over the rails, that kind of stuff. Whereas in Jim Cotta, Jonathan Cabot, we changed the name so it sounds more American, has to. Uh, go to Parmistan to compete in the game. <laughs> they trim that down a lot. So take out Ott. Uh, take out Terrible. Just well, fucking call it the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, if you watch the film, he ha there's really it's very vague on what exactly they have to do besides climb some ropes, go across the chasm, and and go through Crazy Town, while maybe six or eight men are trying to kill him. <laughs> Definitely nowhere near a hundred. Definitely. No, one of them, one of them's got a vest on, and in and in my paper, I point out that the U.S. is hopes to erect a satellite monitoring system for the Star Wars program. Uh, ironically, the 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 game is more realistic than the Reagan era Star Wars program ever was. So <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's true. Uh, but that that's the major differences there in the plot of the film. Bernalk was the name of the original country, and they they ah, Parmistan. Parmistan. It's got to. It's got to end in Stan. For, oh, uh, you know. yeah, because that's that easy to understand. Oh, 
Um, uh, Parmistan. Maybe it's par- Parmistan. You now, know, like Pakistan. Anyway. Uh, you know what's interesting? I'm on the uh, IMDb page because you mentioned about the poster, and I, I remembered it being wrong. So I scrolled down to the bottom to see what people have been saying about the film. <laughs> the, the, the most recent post for this is like eight years ago. <laughs> no! Um, I, but I got to stop posting it. One of the posts is Jim Cotta sequel from December 2005. And uh, the film fan, and I have to read this because it's funny. He writes, I cannot believe this. Variety is reporting that a studio is in the process of doing a reported $200 million sequel to Jim Cotta. Oh. The working title is Welcome Back, Jim Cotta. John Travolta has already signed on to star <laughs> in the lead <laughs> as Benny. Varbarino, a ninja and ex-gymnastics superstar who infiltrates James Buchanan High School, which is taken over by a cult called the Sweat Hogs. Gabe Kaplan <laughs> will be the supporting actor. Principal photography is scheduled to begin early this year in Brooklyn, New York. Is it me, or is Hollywood running out of ideas? Now, somebody <laughs> responded to his post and said, where did you get this info from? <laughs> now, for, it's, it's funny for two reasons. One, because uh, it's obviously a joke. And two, because he said he got it from Variety. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then there's just multiple posts about just saying that, come on, man, it's a joke, don't you get it? And they just start piling on top of that guy, which he kind of deserves. (laughs) Of course they do. Uh, Uh, Here's a question for you. Uh, The people of Parmistan, what are they called? Parmistanians? Uh, yeah I don't know now here's an interesting thing that I'm not sure if I told you about before uh, the, the princess in Gymkata she is a princess of the king uh, Parmistan and she's there to help Cabot because there's there's like uh, something going on in Parmistan where like people just like usurpers trying to take over the country so, and so something rotten in Parmistan that's right now, uh, in the film, it's Princess Rubali, because you know that, right. that kind of sounds. And sexy. within twenty minutes of the movie, it's like they're married. Oh, he bangs. They're, wa- oh, they're, yeah. they're walking through Parmistan. They're they're uh, street haggling with the vendors. I give you a good place, American. <laughs> and then, his, and then his, his then his bodyguard takes an arrow to the chest. That's right. <laughs> anyway, we have to go up the street. Oh! <laughs> um, but now, so yeah, and so they immediately fall for each other, and at the end, it's like, oh, she's definitely got him. There's a really weird subplot in the book that is weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the book, it's uh, it's Princess Babesh, and she does again. She she does help. Uh, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. She does. She doesn't help him get into the country. She meets okay. him after he gets in to Bernal. Which in the film is impossible. In the book, it's impossible to get into to begin with. Uh, it's 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 like it's geographically isolated, and they're they're still using medieval weapons, but they can they can because of the way the mountains are cre- made, they can fight off like jet planes. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> but so when he meets her, there's this whole subplot where he has a he has he has like a great great grandfather who was a pirate, <laughs> and then eventually it's and he falls for B- uh, Babesh Babesh. Right. And you know, just like just like in the movie, but near the end, 
they discover that his great great grandfather, uh, pirate, also competed in the games, and that she is his granddaughter too. Huh. So they're re- so they're related. That's great. <laughs> and, and he even tells her after he finds out. He even tells her says it's what we would call back home kissing cousins. Oh. Now that he says that. That's the last their romance is mentioned, but what's not mentioned at all is whether or not they stop seeing each other. <laughs> it's dropped with the it's dropped with him saying, "Yeah, back home they say kissing cousins," and then there's like no like, "Oh, we can never do, you know be with each other again." So no, he stays. Yeah, you sure. <laughs> so I, there's really nothing to indicate that he's not banging his cousin by the end of that book. Yeah, Very I mean, uh, it, it's you know how 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 related are they? Well, First cousins, it, twice removed. Great great grandfather. Eh, they could bang. But should they? I don't I don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not gonna, you know, be spitting out kids with three eyes. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a, fine. <laughs> I, again, there there's genetically viable, there's uh legally uh viable, then there's socially accepted. <laughs> Draw your own conclusions, I don't know. The only other thing in the book now he's not a gymnastic he's not a gymnast in the book but right. the arch enemy from Russia is the guy he has to compete against because Russia's trying to win the game too. I see. So they kind of combine those in the film, and the only other thing I wish they had transferred to the film is that uh, Jonathan oil. Besides, <laughs> oh, besides the fucking gay wrestling, yeah. Uh, there is that the uh, Jonathan's family. Again, going back to like his great great grandfather, have all been soldiers and all been military and stuff. And their coat of arms is ants. Ants. Ants, and they they they, they, they beat the death this whole metaphor of ant army ants and how ants work and art you know ants serving a purpose and oh because they can that they're, they're strong they can lift ten times their weight and 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 they, they and they they work as a unit they, they're not an individual it's the team it's about dying for your country that kind of thing at the end he even he even inherits like this ant armor and their crest <laughs> has an ant on it it's just it's, he's he's ant man by the end of the book <laughs> except he can't shrink right yeah so I mean the book itself is uh, a little odd I I know we've 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 had the uh, privilege of you reading oh, some of it. it it doesn't get crazier than the olive oil scenes I'll tell you but that was fucking awesome just um, that they're so, rubbing each other down in olive oil so that they can wrestle. So, so I, you know, bad-mouthing Char- Charles Robert Carner, uh, maybe not so necessary when you consider he, he's taking this espionage novel and he has to turn it into a low-budget action film. I was like, okay, so I got to lose everything. <laughs> you know, I got to <laughs> lose the incest, got to lose the fucking ant suit. What the hell's going on here? Uh, let's make him the gymnast because we got the gymnast now. You know, so it's 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 a hard sell to begin with. I'm, I'm you know, how do you even green, green light this fucking thing? Uh, I, I I don't know. And, well, yeah, and, what I mean, was the and, what was the budget on this? Oh, I don't know. It might Some be on the wiki. Budget? It might be on the wiki page. You take a look. Uh, at that. Box office, no budget, unavailable, but it made five point seven million at the box office. Five point seven million. And I'm it. sure it had to have cost at least ten, just for advertising. I don't know. Now you say <coughs> you want to see the Zinhai. Sorry, thank you. You say. You say you want to see Jim Cotta in film. I want to read the 158-page screenplay. Jesus, that is an, 
that isn't, isn't that existence. like fifty or sixty pages more than a normal screenplay? Yeah. Wow. Ah, my link doesn't work anymore. There does exist um, a hundred and fifty-eight page screenplay. It is. It it actually is be, is held. It's it's in storage at a screenplay museum in California, and you can go there and look at it, but you can't <laughs> get a copy. And I do not yet have the time or or resources to fly out and read a hundred and fifty just to read a hundred fifty eight page script. Maybe the next time you're out there for work, you can. Uh... I that believe me, that's always in the back of my head. I'm trying to get some more work out there, but I it just blows my <laughs> mind. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the screenplays get... Try. I want to see what was in the 158-page, you know, the two-and-a-half-hour Jim Cotta screenplay before they trimmed it down to a nice, tight 90 minutes. Dear Lord. Uh, it made $5.7 That was lifetime gross. It had an opening weekend of $1.2 million uh-huh. in uh, 654 theaters. It was the number 10 film. It would have made our top 10... We used to do that on this show. It did make the top ten films for its opening weekend. Wow. And then that was it. Well, the commercials were great. I mean, when you talk about a kid, all I remember as a kid is like seeing the commercials and the big thing in the commercials was the pommel horse scene. And it's like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. In Crazy now, Town. So, so he's So and I bet I bet the logic was, well, it's Crazy Town. It's it's a, it's Jake. crazy to have a pommel horse. Jake, Jake, nothing you can do, Jake. It's crazy town. Yeah. And they don't like, even. No, they no, don't... It's like Robert, Robert, Robert's fine. It's fine. The pommel horse. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, this guy's fucking crazy. Wait a minute. Why am uh, I whispering? Yeah. <laughs> he can't fucking <laughs> hear me. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's cold. Uh, um, well, now the film doesn't actually call it Crazy Town, but the that's movie does. What it is. No, they say it's a town full of crazy people or something. I don't, I don't think they actually call it Crazy Town. Uh, I thought it was called Crazy Town. Don't think they do. I think that's something we just call it because it is. Oh, so, really? <laughs> so just just to fast forward, though. I mean, he's recruited. He goes to the A-team recruitment. My favorite training thing is when he has to walk up the stairs on his hands. So we get a nice yeah. sh- shot of his, his sack <laughs> in his t- short shorts. Like, yeah, thank that's you. Right. Thank you, Kurt Thomas. No breasts, but we're going to see that. Uh, then yeah, they, right. Uh, they sm- I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> then they smuggle him into a a a, uh, a foreign country that borders Parmistan, where they give him the uh, the the secret bond gadgets that you mentioned that he never uses mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <right>. at all, <laughs> ever. Uses none uh, of it. What? He uses none of it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even give him like a. I, that, you know what? I, that always bothered me as a kid watching the James Bond films because Q would show up and give him all these gadgets, and then he wouldn't use them all. And I thought that was I always thought that was a cheat. I thought the whole point was he's supposed to use all of them. Like there'd always be one or two he didn't use. Right. Yeah, and it always pissed me off. Was like because that's the one I wanted to see. <laughs> well, you um, got the demonstration in the film, so. And, it, and, and, you know, as an adult, it's like, it would be cheesy if he used all of the gadgets, because that, that's kind of... A, no, but still, as a kid, I want to see all the gadgets used. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. <laughs> but so, yeah, so while they're, while they're waiting to get into Parmistan, Princess is kidnapped by uh, some um, uh, Middle Eastern thugs. He saves her, using his gymnastic abilities, uh, pole in the wall, that kind of stuff. 
and then they're smuggled into Parmistan, which is a country that's still in the middle of a medieval uh, uh, a medieval renaissance. The the king the the king of Parmistan is Mel Brooks. <laughs> uh, yeah, wearing uh, a weird weird pie hat. Cake hat, cake hat, not pie. It's like a pork pie hat. One, it's like those tenderloin things. Yeah, except it's just covered in fur. If you if, if you peel the it's fur a, off, it's it's a salmon edible. steak hat. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> horrible. It's like they rolled a carpet up and just made him wear it. It's horrible. <laughs> and he really does look like Mel fucking Brooks. Yeah, with a mustache. Well, wait a minute. Is he the guy? Um... Oh shit. It... Hold on a second. I think I know who that guy is. Okay. Uh, what was his name in the film? I. He's uh, the king. He's, he's the, the king. Yeah. Oh man. He. I think he's been in a bunch of other bad films. Or the con. I think he's the con. The con. You're right. It's uh, Buck Cartlian. Uh-huh. Yep, that's that guy. That's that fucking guy. <laughs> From what? He, he was in. He was okay. He was in Cool Hand Luke. He was one of the prisoners when they I did Cool Hand Luke in the sixties. Well, anyway, uh, he was in a horrible film that I believe MST3K did. And uh, hold on, I, I bear with me. I gotta find it. Uh huh. What the fuck was the name of the movie? Shit, he was in a lot of films. Yeah. Yes. I, I found, yeah. Well, he used to be like in really like amazing shape. He was like all ripped, and I think didn't you have? Uh, <laughs> didn't you have? Well, that's a, a different a, guy. That's a different no, movie. no, no. That's him. But didn't you have a picture of him where it said "Body by Atlas, Face by Mel Brooks"? That's a different movie. That's gotta be a different movie. That's not the same guy. It is the same guy. It's not the same guy. It's the same fucking guy. No, the name of that film was. Um... Uh, fuck, I don't remember the name of that film. But it, and it wasn't Mystery Science Theater 3000. That was an episode of Cinematic Titanic. Fine, which, okay. Which it, they were doing that bef- uh, and then they, before they started doing the um, live shows. But it's not the same guy. It, it is the same guy. Oh, it's I'm not? T- I'm telling you, it's the Legacy same of- guy. The name of that movie was Legacy of Blood. Okay. And if you look up Legacy of Blood, that was a totally different actor. Just be... You can have more than one Mel Brooks lookalike. That is, it is possible. I swear to you, it's not the same guy. Legacy of Blood came out in 1978. This this guy doesn't even have a credit in 1978. Then it's a different movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, this uh, is the guy I, from I Cool Hand Luke, and he's he was from. Yeah. I believe what? you've seen him in another film. It just wasn't Legacy of Blood. <laughs> I'm not doubting that. Uh-huh. Um, but he's the con. He's the head of the thing. And then, so they have a big feast before the game, and he meets all the other martial arts people that are going to die uh, because only one person can survive the game, obviously. It's one of those things. Uh, my Now, the game itself, as I, now in the book, there, there were like, there were like, they had, you had to run to like a place where you had to like do jousting on a donkey. Then you had to run to a place where you had to wrestle guys. Then you had to run to a place where you had like, like do like a shot put thing and it was like these series of things you had to go to you had to go to another ring and shoot arrows and then but all the time you have 100 men chasing you trying to kill you you get like a 10 minute head start something like that okay so in in that that's the terrible game of ot from the book the terrible game in jim kata um correct me if i'm i miss a step here 
Uh, first they run, then they climb some ropes. Yeah. Then they climb across a chasm on some ropes. Then they go to Crazy Town. Then they go home. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's it. Uh, and all this is loosely, I mean, like, the way I'm saying it is they don't step those out. They just tell, they kind of give an idea of what's supposed to happen. But right. it doesn't really feel like there's any stages to the game as much as it is just, uh, just you know, climb some ropes and then make it through the place where all the crazy people live. Which really could, you know, be a trip through New Jersey. What part of New Jersey? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you go from one end to the other, you're going to end up climbing ropes and going through crazy people. So I don't think it matters where you start. Yeah, the south and the north of Jersey is... Uh, start from the okay. south, you go north. Yeah, the, yeah. the north part is pretty crazy. I'm saying. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. And and uh, when they this first this really bugging me because th <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy was in 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 another thing. He's been he's been in a lot of stuff. He was you in, did he was a fucking the... meme with him with him. I didn't. And do I that. and and I. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. He was in Real Men. You remember him from Real Men? Yes. He was in The Rock, but I don't remember him from The Rock. I don't either. He's been in a lot of stuff. I'm not saying you didn't see him in the film. I'm just saying it wasn't Legacy of Blood. He's still alive, too. Oh, okay. That's pretty neat. Sure. <laughs> born in 1922. Born in 1922. The man is, like, what, 97? He looked He, he looked, He looked. looked old in Jim Cotta, so, I, you know, yeah, good for him. Um, now, oh, 90, and now no, there's, 90, there's a... 93. Yeah, yeah. There's a um, there's a, there's a very very small subplot in the Jim Cotta where uh, Kurt Thomas's father disappeared in Parmistan uh, mm -hmm. while playing the game, and then later on he bumps into him. That's, oh really? I mean, that, and then he, and then and then he's killed. That's all that really. <laughs> it's a very minor subplot. It's almost not a subplot as much as it is kind of like a an aside. Say, Dad, I thought you were dead. No, I'm not dead. No, <laughs> oh I'm... shit, I'm dead. <laughs> That's literally how long it takes. Uh, anything from you? Or are you still trying to look up that film? I'm still looking it up. <laughs> Come on, man. I know. I got to yeah. stop doing it. And when they when they first show, um, before they actually play the game, uh, Parmistan has a dry run with three guys with long beards that kind of look like Nietzsche and the Luden's Cough Drop guys. <laughs> and they, they hunt them down and kill them just to show them that you're gonna die tomorrow. It, it's 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 kind of a way of showing the audience. It, it's <laughs> from, from a screenplay standpoint, there's like okay, we'll show the audience what the game is first, so they understand it when it happens. Doesn't help because it's, it's not. It's just, all it does is kind of give the vague rules that are broken anyway. <laughs> Ten minutes into the game, so it does not clear anything up. I think my favorite part again when we had the bad movie night and all your friends and my friends that are watching it, and about. Uh, at one point, someone said, when do they start playing the game? And, you know, my voice <laughs> from the back said, uh, they've been playing it for about 15 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the game? That's the game, yes. yes. Can <laughs> we stop watching this now? No. <laughs> what, one of my all-time favorite uh, lines from that night is just the film starts. Five minutes in, somebody turns around and just says, Seriously? <laughs> yes, seriously. 
It's called Bad Movie Day. What what, what did you think we were going to put on? What, 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 you know, ah, surprise, surprise. We were kidding. Let's watch, uh, you know, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, right. I get that stuck, <laughs> stuck in my head. Oh, um, but the so the, the film peaks for us in Crazy Town. Right. Because that's where the pommel horse scene is. It, it's a town full of crazy people, and he has to get through the crazy town people uh, before they kill him. And uh, that's where he fights his big nemesis, the the guy with the... Uh, that's No, he, he doesn't kill the guy with the fur vest there. He kills the other big guy, the big wrestler guy. What's his name? Yeah. Um, uh, is he an actual wrestler? He, he Yeah, he, look, he looked like an actual wrestler. Yeah, like, Bob like, Shot, I believe his name was. His name was yeah. Thorg, Thorg in the movie. Thorg, that's him. Thorg. Yeah. Thorg. <laughs> He's a director, too. Holy shit. Bob Schott? Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Looks, he looks like a fucking bodyguard, but he's a... And, uh, yeah, Wait so the big thing is he's, he's, he, he starts being chased by all these crazy people in Crazy Town. He runs into the town square, and there in the middle of town square is a solid stone pommel horse. <laughs> I'm not sure. Now, I think in, in medieval uh, town construction, they did center the, the shops and the domiciles in a kind of a semicircular format, and they centered them around a pommel horse in town square. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Just for the no, entertainment? No, I think it had some kind of biblical reference. Oh, okay. Okay. I could see Jesus doing somersaults and shit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Jesus, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, so he just spins on that and kicks them. And, and uh, you know what? The pommel horse in that film is too small, I think, for him to do the uh, the um, Thomas Flair, which involves some kind of like, like it's like when he spins, you like put the legs wide, and then he like he, he like taps the pommel horse with his heel, kind of like he's in a stand there, and then keeps going. <laughs> and there's nowhere to do that on this, so he definitely doesn't do the pom the Thomas. Uh, well, uh, well, and you know what? It's a movie. They made the fucking pommel horse for the movie. Make it the size Kurt Thomas wants. <laughs> you know, it'd be great to say, all right, Paul, all right, Thomas, there's the pommel horse. So, yeah, I, I can't do the flare on that. The, the what now? The, I'm famous for Thomas Flair. The, the, the I mean, Thomas Flair. I told you about this in pre-production. Yeah, well, you know, we already built it, and, like, the, you know, the concrete's hardened and shit because it's concrete. So, you know, just kind of flare the different – flare it flare another way. I mean, just flare to the side. That's right. not how. Oh. No. I, I, okay, you're gonna get a subpar flare. I'm sorry. Can, can you do that? Can you do that move that paralyzes that chick? Because that would be great for the. No. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Because I want to go home. This movie sucks. He does the jump and flip and like he does that thing where he's talking to the girl and like he flips in midair and pretends he's talking to him like she's talking right. back. Yeah. That very weird. Like, thing. Oh, how did you sleep? And she doesn't answer. Like a log. I think that's kind <laughs> of what the what the Thomas. Um, what do they call it? Flare. No, the flares thing for the pommel. Oh, horse. the salto. The salto. Yeah, I think that's close to the salto, except the salto itself involves a a summer uh, like a, a somersault at the end. Not a somersault. Uh -huh. Whatever the fuck it's called when you roll on uh, your back. Yeah, it's a drop, stop, drop, and roll. Exactly. You set him on <laughs> fire first. Can only wish he was on fire. <laughs> just, just as he's on fire, it's, do the salto. Come on, I'm waiting for the salto. As he's gasping for air. <gasps> yeah, okay. How about a little salt on that? You know, you know huh? the great... They should have called him... His name in the film should have been Thomas Salto. <laughs> Thomas I think I'm going to name a character Thomas Salto now, just because of that. 
<laughs> See, make, no one will know what the fuck it is. That's how. That's how. Yeah. Two people in the gymnastic world will read it. What the yeah, fuck yeah. is this? Yeah, the salto is that like the 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 Thomas salto? Is that like the Kurt Thomas move? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's. Oh, maybe. No, I don't know. Thinking, no, it's, it's like a it's a dance step. Yeah, <laughs> a dance step. Now the the thing that pisses me off the most in Crazy Town is that at the beginning of the film, as I mentioned, when they're doing the whole training sequence, uh, one of the big things he does during training sequence is walks on his hands because that trains you for espionage. Then in Crazy Town, near the end, he's trying to escape from all these crazy people, and he comes upon a a, a whole like two flights of stone steps leading up to the wall. I'm like, dude, here's your chance. <laughs> Get on those hands. Show them. And the scene, the, here's the scene where they're they're they just started the game and they're 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 running into like through the field, and the one Asian oh. guy could not be wearing a more vibrant outfit. <laughs> it's white and orange. <laughs> Isn't the other guy wearing like 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 a jogging it's white, suit too? It's yeah, and his is white <laughs> and bright yellow. <laughs> anybody anybody wear? Green, gray, anything like that? Yeah. It's, it's like um, maybe some blacks in there. I, I don't. I don't know. It's oh, orange. Okay. Wow. I forgot the best part of the game is when they're running, doing all like running, uh, you know, from the people trying to kill them and going through all these these obstacles too. Um, they are they are met. They co they come across these. Uh, the best way to describe them is semaphore ninjas. They're guys in all black with flags, right? And they just hold their arms out and they just indicate where to go without speaking or anything. <laughs> it's one and of I, the uh, one of the backgrounds I have for our website. <laughs> and I, when I when I made Holly watch this, she just loved the. She just kept whenever they come across them, you just hear oh, follow the flag, sir. Just 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 follow the flag. <laughs> I, I just work here. Just follow the flag, sir. I just work here. She just does that nonstop in all films. Great. And my favorite part. No, is, it's 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 genuinely funny. It's Because <laughs> like even that one part, like he stops and starts yelling at the guy. Did you see the breaking the rules? What are you doing? It's like, sir, I just hold the flags. I don't know what you know. Just just go that flat. See where I'm pointing? That's the way to go. My favorite part is that they they you know they pretty much say right out these ninjas. These flag ninjas tell you where to go in the film. At the one part where the they're they're climbing across these ropes that are over a like a rapids stream river thing. Right, right. And one of the guys falls. Ah! And then the the camera cuts down and shows his body on the rocks. And next to him, there's the ninja with the flags. <laughs> like, why is there a ninja at the bottom of this chasm with flags? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you've sir? gone the wrong way. That's sir? not the right way. Back up to the ropes. That's this is this is not a this is not an alternate route. <laughs> Come on! I, I, should... <laughs> I, I just can't get over this guy's fucking orange jumpsuit. <laughs> is he wearing like squeaky shoes too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's another guy that's wearing like yellow. <laughs> then there's another guy, like you said, in a tracksuit that's red and white. Well, it's, it's like just... Treasure of the Four Crowns. Remember Treasure of the Four Crowns? When the, the, uh, the group of guys go to sneak into that castle uh, under the stealth of, like, day for night. And mm -hmm. the leader of them, while they're trying to sneak into this castle, 
you know, up the hill, is wearing bright white pants. Just the clown is the clown is like better camouflage on than the guy in the bright white pants. So, dude, <laughs> you, you you're leading us. We're sneaking into the castle. Why are you wearing white? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it a uh. it, it put a flag ninja at the bottom. I I just who even said you know we should have a directional ninja down there? Says, why? <laughs> just I don't know why that always gets me. <laughs> oh, uh, he just now, he just he just set Kurt Thomas's rope on fire. It's oh, like, that bastard! <laughs> I mean, what, what's really sad too is the film doesn't even have any great um, quotable bad lines. I don't think. You know, what, last week um, Scott and I we had a bye week, and uh, a what? A bye week. You've never, what does that you know mean? what? This comes from uh, from someone that doesn't know what who, what the Heisman Trophy is, except for the fact that OJ killed people. A bye week mean? is a sports term where you you skip a week. Okay, I was thinking of something totally different. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I kind of figured that you might, <laughs> as I said it. <laughs> Scott and I had a bye week. <laughs> Uh, just what, about every a, everyone else that watches what sports. What a fucking week! <laughs> Mayor, I'm Woo. leaving you. <laughs> uh, anyway, we didn't record our show last week, so I told Scott. I said, you know what? Uh, it's fine that we don't record it. I want to get some sound clips, you know, some 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 scenes from the movie. I want to do it the right way. And in rewatching it, I'm like, there's nothing here. This is such a visually bad film that I can't even bring any content to the show. No, it's and it's all, like there's not even any like great clips because the film is bad uh, in context, in general context. It's just yeah. poor. And, I mean, the story there's a story there, but it's so bad that following it. I mean, if you just like cut a if you have like a clip of the guys. Uh, we have to go into Parmesan. That's not funny on its own, but the fact that they actually do it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's the, there's not really any one or two parts, you know, unless like maybe a picture of the semaphore ninja or the Mel Brooks guy with the hat. You got that, but there's, yeah, there's no like single thing where you could like just take a, like a 30 second shot and go, see how funny this film is? No, you got to experience the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like the, yeah, even the semaphore men just funny, but it's only well, funny in context. The, the shot of uh, the guy getting chopped at, falling to the rocks, and then there's <laughs> a semaphore ninja. Just happened. <laughs> sir, that's not the way to go. You need to go. No, uh, no, no. no. Right. You, you, you need to get back up there, sir. <laughs> you, you, you're not. You're going to lose the game if you don't. No, no corpses on the rocks, sir. Corpse <laughs> on the rocks. It's like, I'm not cleaning this up. Definitely and, and not like, my job. And the, the film really just falls apart at the end. Like, there's like after Crazy Town, it's like, all right, yeah. So you know, are we done yet? <laughs> you know, there's there's a mini revolt, and then the revolution overthrows the revolts, and then yeah, which happens uh, in a span of five minutes. And the con and the con says, "Sleep with my daughter. I want you to put your satellite dish here." And that was it. <laughs> and then there, there's actually even like a, a thing at the end about <laughs> the Star Wars project. <laughs> 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 but like uh, 
it's at the very end. Uh, I, I I gotta bring up the actual text. Uh, it's at the very end. They have a screen about how, uh, thanks to Parmistan, the the Star Wars project was able to. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly uh, enough, I'm not I'm not laughing at the film. I'm laughing at the Star Wars projects. <laughs> I need to find that real quick while we're talking. Uh, I mean, did I? I mean, have I like not mentioned any of your favorite parts of this film? No, we're well. I've mentioned some of my favorite parts. Right um, oh, between the two of us, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's spoiler alert. I mean, if you really intend on watching this, and there's no want, way to spoil this film. Want to there's be no surprised? Way. There's this no. little subplot. There's this little subplot of uh, Kurt, Kurt Thomas's father playing in the game. It, it op- the movie opens. I mentioned the movie. That. You did. The movie opens with his father playing the game, being shot and perceived killed. But then, right before he gets to Crazy Town. His father is one of the semaphore ninjas and helps him. And he's like, Dad! Dad is like, there's this, support, you know, it's a touching moment for the two of them. And then his dad immediately dies. <laughs> he gets killed, shot with an arrow. Now, and it's like, just to clarify, what? Just to clarify, I mean, just to clarify, it, it's a very nitpicky thing. The film doesn't open with his father in the game. The film opens with Kurt Thomas doing gymnastics. Then it cuts to his father in the game. Okay. And then it cuts to the, the government guy saying, hey, your father disappeared. You want to work for us? Here's Mel Brooks. you got to hunt this fucker down. Yes, the film does open. The credits open. I'm uh, sorry. Like I said, nitpicky. nitpicky it is, it right. is nitpicky, goddammit. It really is. Oh, here we go. <laughs> at, at the end of the film, the, the, the freeze frame shot is is um, Kurt Thomas on, on the back of a horse with the princess. Of course, the princess is driving. And it says... In 1985, the first early warning Earth station was placed in Parmistan for the U.S. Star Wars defense program. <laughs> Nothing in that sentence is true. <laughs> Parmistan is the most realistic aspect of that entire sentence. <laughs> Parmistan. How have they not remade this movie? Yeah. Well, I mean, and you, uh, ha- I mean, haven't they? It's just like five other movies, you know. Like, uh, it's like the one with uh, Ice Ice T. The hell's the name of that one? Where it's just like it's a group of guys and they hunt him down. It's similar to that. What? You're not talking about that, Trespass. Uh, not Trespass. There's another movie with Ice T where he's a he's a he's a, a He's a convict, or they they kidnap him and they throw him out in the middle of the woods. And, well, you're talking uh, about, but well, that's hunting humans. That's like the most dangerous game. That's like with Hard Target with Jean Claude Van Damme. Right. Dijon. Well, I'm no, I'm not saying like it's an exact Chance! remake. How do the Sorry. Remake of this film, but uh, there's a lot of aspects of you know hunting humans and things like that. They've done yeah, but- time and time again. But but it's more of a but it's more of a game though. I think it would be closer to. Uh, you think this is a fucking game? What but, game is this? What, all right. I, <laughs> they're running. They, there's a start and a finish, and they're just being attacked the entire way. Yes. I don't. Have, <laughs> what I, what game? We have established that it's a poor game. But it's not. <laughs> it's not just okay. You have to survive because one man is hunting you down. He's competing against other people. 
So it's 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 not. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to a uh, most dangerous game ripoff. Like, and I'm not really. I'm just saying there's aspects of Jim Cotta that they've done time and time again. Oh, that's true. I just wouldn't use that. as That's an as close to a remake as I think we're ever going to get. That's all I'm I, really pointing out. Well, that one no, because I think there's probably much better examples than the Condemned is a better example. I oh mean, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Yeah. Because you have people fighting. I mean, they're not actually. I mean, they do sometimes in the game, but they're not actually fighting each other. They're fleeing from other people. Right. But uh, actually, that is a better uh, example. It, you know what? I I think I can safely say that this is almost. This is kind of um uh, a, a uh, the Jim Cotta is a precursor to um uh, the Hunger Games. Oh. Which that's about to open up uh, next week for Thanksgiving. Tonight. Is it tonight? tonight? Oh God. Yeah, yeah, that's why. And, that's and, why and, I, and I'm sure it's going to have a, a $150, $200 million weekend. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, y- yes, you do. It's just, I, no, I, I really don't because I, I watch these, movie, these movies and I'm, I just, I don't understand the, the infatuation, the fascination with it. You I know, just, I don't. It, it's young They're mediocre, kids and in my opinion. It's you know, uh, well. I, I'm, obviously, I don't disagree with you. I don't own any of these films, you know. But no. it's young kids in in tight costumes. It's uh, violent and sexually charged in a certain way, and yet it's just melodramatic and important. And they're overthrowing a government and stuff. It's everything. It, it's it's like everything that you you actually think is real as a teenager. So and I, it's I young adult. So you have thirty year old women going to see it too. Oh fucking god. Damn it! One of the scariest nights of my life ever was was seeing Twilight New Moon, opening <laughs> night in the theater, for this fucking show. And you still have, dude. When, when I, I never I, I never asked you to go see it. So don't the, don't don't say it for just this. Just because show. you didn't ask me doesn't. Just because you didn't ask me doesn't mean I didn't do it for you. Um, <laughs> when the uh, and I stood the whole movie because I didn't want to sit next to anybody. Oh wow. I stood, I stood the entire fucking film. I, I, I was really. I Why did you do that? Because it was you either that or sit like, between two of these ladies. Like there was, it was oh wall my. to wall. And I was like, no, I'll stand. I'm good. I stood in the aisle and watched the whole <laughs> off to the side. You know, like where you're going towards the exit. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when the when the werewolf kid takes off his shirt when Bella crashes her motorcycle, I thought there was like a bus or train passing by. And oh, there was okay. just like this rumble through the. It was all the women just like going, oh. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It was fucking scary. I, my bones vibrated to that sound. It was, it was like, <laughs> oh. That did you do like? Did you do like a double take? Like, what the fuck is going I, on? I, I, I definitely the radars went on at that point because I knew if something would, might might go down, it was serious. That was <laughs> shit. No, that was an ungodly sound. That was unnatural. <laughs> No. Uh. uh. But but you know what? I that was like, uh, that was vampire shit, which is more likely to be middle-aged women housewives. Uh, yeah. I don't. I think this film less so. I think this is more an actually a core teen audience. I don't know because I haven't gone to any of these opening night, but that's my guess. Okay. I think I think with, I think the vampire romance thing is much because that that goes in the Anne Rice territory so that's definitely that yeah. bridges generations uh, you know death matches in strange sci-fi lands that's more a teen solid teen thing 
And you know what? When we spend more than two minutes talking about other films, that means we're at the end of our review. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so, uh, now, I, I peeked ahead of time. I peeked okay. ahead of time. And this is probably one of my favorite IMDb rating yet, as far as the demographics go. Okay. Now, before, I, before we go into that real quick, what All do you right. want to rate Jimkata? That's tough. Um, and the only reason it's tough is we know good and well that it deserves the 4.1 that it has. Possibly even a little lower. Maybe, but, yeah. but because this is such... This, is, this has such roots for us as far as what we do now and what we grew up with, specifically even myself as a kid, I'd feel bad giving this a 4. I but I know it, 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 it's wrong to give it anything higher. <laughs> I, I'd even go further to say that you couldn't duplicate this film if you no, tried. Definitely I, not. There is, a, there is a level of... and Now, let's be fair. This film doesn't do anything that wasn't being done already. I mean, the fact that, that the director was, you know, made his name by doing martial arts films like Enter the Dragon... Right. This is not the first low-budget martial arts film with a weird plot and some kind of strange trial, <laughs> you know, <laughs> physical trial. It's fucking that's 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 the meat and potatoes of the martial arts film industry. But uh, just trans translating that to an American audience it, it, and doing so by basing it on a 1950s espionage novel, that takes fucking an insane approach. That again, I don't think anybody would even try this to this these days. Yeah, you, you, it's it's unheard of. I think that alone, as much as you know, we shit on the film. I think just just the ballsiness and just, but with a deaf director, no no less. I, <laughs> I think five stars is is fair. Okay, let's do it. You I know why? Because I'm gonna say five stars because this is probably the best bad movie ever. Yeah. And I can't yeah. give, I can't give two or three stars to a film I enjoy. I have, you know, if, if I hate a film, if a film makes me angry, if I like, you know, start coughing up bile, then I give it a one or a two. I can't, I can't give this four stars when I love watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, here, here comes a scene where the guy in the robe, where his ass hang, is hanging out. <laughs> oh, that's right. That means the pommel horse scene is almost up. It's almost up. Oh my god! Well, There's the guy with the face on on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> he looks. He he's worth, he looks like the guy from um uh, uh, uh all about uh, uh, all of me. All Beckenbull. <laughs> uh, sure oh, there he is. Uh, <laughs> with his ass hanging out. <laughs> the scene that was cut from all of me. Um, oh my god! Yeah. I'm gonna say five stars. Five is good. Now I'm always talking about the horseshoe curve for true cult films and this movie somewhat achieves it the two highest ratings this film has is 10 and 1 21 percent of people gave it a one uh, a rating of one while 11 percent of people gave it a rating of 10 that's amazing that is a cult that is what you see for a true cult film people either love it or hate it we were at borderline i, I was i for a split second i was to say i want to give it a 10 but I was like no i can't do that but i i, I can see doing that just because i love the film Mm -hmm. So there's your horseshoe. That's what I'm always talking about. The curve is on. It's 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 concave, not convex. Now, the ratings. I love the fact that 
the highest average in the demographics is one female under the age of 18 that gave the film 10 stars. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yeah. Bam! It's like, there, there's a... There's a so he's a I Kurt wanna... Thomas fan right there. That, that is a... That is a... This is going to sound... You know, don't, please don't record this out of context. That is an underage girl I would like to meet. <laughs> oh, my. Because... What, what like... I, I want to meet the 16-year-old girl that's putting 10 on Jim Cotta. There's somebody with some fucking yep. personality. Fuck yeah. I mean, I mean uh, that, she she just she just wants uh, she just wants Kurt Thomas to give her the uh, <laughs> the salto. Oh, the salto! <laughs> now, if we ignore that one anomaly, since there's only one person, uh-huh. uh, the, the ex- ignoring that, the highest demographic is females aged 18 to 29 gave the film an average of 6.2. Yep. After after that, every other demographic is like four. Yeah, the lowest, uh, there's a lot well, of there's a lot in the threes too. If if you do aged under eighteen in general, male and female, it's six point it's six point oh. Uh, then the lowest one is males age forty five and older, three point two. <laughs> so that's bad. And then IMDb, uh, there are no IMDb uh, employees rating this film. Yeah, I, saw explain, that. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That explained why there's no motherfucking movie poster on the front of the IMDb page. That's right. And you know what? It's even there's one under posters, but they, but for the main picture, it's not there. So yeah, maybe if you guys did your fucking job and tracked some cult classics like this and maybe put the poster up, I wouldn't be here bitch shit talking oh, you. There's the pommel horse scene. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And it goes on so they knew it. They knew too that this was the seller because this film, this scene goes on for like five. I mean, that's minutes. the poster they picked. It's the pommel horse scene. Yeah, great. Put the movie <laughs> poster on. God damn it. Uh, five. Uh, this, this scene has to go on for like it feels like ten minutes. And, and, and there's no way he just doesn't get an axe in the fucking back of the head. <laughs> no, no, because he's doing the the, the spin thing, and then he's yeah. Uh, no, there's there's a couple of there's a couple of. Uh, the, there's a couple of opportunities. If you've ne- if you're listening and out. you've never seen Jim Cotta, you owe it to yourself to find it and watch the even just if you want to fast forward to the pommel horse scene, it's just fucking beautiful. It was yeah. It's what anybody that saw paid to see this film in the theater went because of that scene in the trailer. I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. And but like I said, you can tell that they knew this was the the, the seller for the film because this scene goes on forever and even like. Kurt Thomas looks a little fed up with it near the end. It's like, oh man. It, it, I mean, it probably took two days to shoot. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, you know, you know, this wasn't filmed in one shot. How many hours was he spinning on that fucking pommel horse? <laughs> it's just and, utterly and, ridiculous. And I can I can even like see him like cursing at the director, and you can't hear him. What the fuck? You know, it'd be great if I could wow. do a flare on this, Robert. Is he saying something? No, just give it his lines. Don't worry about it. He keeps turning his head. I can't even read his lips. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he seems agitated. <laughs> what have uh, I done? There's so much slow-mo in this movie, too, which is always a bad sign. Well, but at least the slow motion in the film is only used here. Well, no. Actually, uh, no, no. It's used in a couple of other spots. It's used at length here. Yeah. Or after the pommel horse wait. scene. But it's used. it's used often. But it's kind of it kind of makes sense from a directorial standpoint here because they're trying to indicate that he's he's becoming weary and he's he's like he's slowing down. Well, yeah, and that it's yeah I get that it's, that that makes sense to me. 
It's not like those fucking random slow scenes in uh, It Follows. <laughs> Fucker. All right, so now that we we're we're done with our review, we've rated yes. it. Uh huh. Movie challenge. You got something for me? Oh, I have to challenge you. Oh no! Wait a minute. You challenged <laughs> this to me. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Now, so you you don't have one prepared? <laughs> no. <laughs> ah ha! Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. I think I do. Hold on. I I have a suggestion. Okay. Uh, it, only suggestion. If you have a better challenge, please do. All okay. I was gonna say, I mean, and you know, obviously we could go right to Blind Fury. We have a screenplay right there. We could do that. That would be awesome. Uh, would, yeah. Find oh. However, the only thing that wait, I, I did, hold on. I what? I do have a challenge for you. And All it, right, you go ahead. It, it's it's a direct, it's an a direct, uh, actor connection. Actor oh. connection. Yes. Not Kurt Thomas. It is not Kurt Thomas. And this not the old, is not the con. No, it's not the con. Okay. It's it's Conan Lee. Now, if his name doesn't ring a bell, oh no! You know the movie he's done. I oh, mean, no. maybe you do. Uh, <laughs> it, it's if we're gonna do Jim Cotta, and it's a movie, you know, we oh. have to review. And it's like you know, it's a long time oh, coming. No. We should have reviewed it years ago. This film oh, is no. also in that right in there as well and it's a movie that we also did on a bad movie day so the connection is not only actor but it's also bad movie day related i knew it as soon as you said conan lee what's the film sir no no you say it because i okay the film which is a movie that i always used to try and rent when i was a kid and i always used to get the exterminator it's the eliminators Which is the, it is if, like the quintessential 80s film. Yeah. One of them. I mean, you know, there's a lot of them. <laughs> but oh my God, it's so 80s. I think this that film came out the following, yes, it came out in 1986. Oh. Yep. Conan Lee in The Eliminators. Connection, Bad Movie Day, Actor. That was, that's so much better than my idea. What was your idea? My idea is the backup was going to be uh, stick to the idea of a sports person put into the role of action star and do Stone Cold. We always have time for that. Yeah, there's always there's <laughs> always time for the boss. Come on. Yeah, there. Uh, now is the time for the Eliminators. I, or it I actually, would... it's just that, that that was the problem. I I said, do you have Eliminators? And he would just he's like he would do this. He'd be like. Is this the movie you're looking for? And I'm like nine years old, ten years old. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> it's just you're the one that owns the video store. <laughs> now, can I, real quick, since I mentioned Brian Bosworth, I just uh-huh. noticed that this is kind of a weird coincidence. Uh, I I am on a new kick uh, with Christian films. Oh no! Uh, ever since that film came out um, uh, about the the uh, the um, Rapture. That Christian Rapture film, I, I'm like, okay, I got to go back and watch all of these. I mean, because you, you and I, one film we still have to do eventually is Black Roses, which Black was the Roses. Christian Christian yep. horror film against rock and roll. <laughs> I still have to make Holly watch that. I keep threatening her with it, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back. I need to get that film. God isn't dead. Uh, and uh, Bosworth was just recently this year in a film called Do You Believe? It's another Christian film. 
if you and if you're ever iffy on whether or not a a film is uh, is there's there's a religious theme film then there's an actual christian film which is like christian right. propaganda uh not saying it's bad but it's what it is uh the what i figured it's out the way you can bad. tell well what's yeah. what no no, no. It, it, well one way to tell is if kirk cameron's involved avoid yeah. it oh but, i gotta copy that um but if, if you're on imdb just scroll down to the ratings and if the first rating says something like beautiful movie bad ratings are not from christians can't be you know it's a christian film because <laughs> that means it has bad reviews and every bad review is like you're obviously not a christian bam christian movie. <laughs> yeah because and, uh, and, and, they, and, and, everyone gives it nines and tens because they're just they're pushing their agenda and everybody else gives it ones and zeros because they're pissed off at the film yeah um yeah, the, the, there was that one film you talked about you didn't want to see, Courageous. That was the four cops that are like that yeah. used their feet. Um, I, I mean, and just just to clear the air here because, you know, just so no one thinks I'm just bashing religion because that's a different show. Um, I, not being a religious person, at least as far as like organized religion, I love me some religious films. Uh, whether or not you think they're good films. Uh, th films that actually deal with religious faith, uh, like um, uh, that M, M. Night Shyamalan film, uh, Signs. Oh, right. F totally about faith and religion. Love that movie. So I'm not shit-talking these films because they're about faith. I'm shit-talking them because they're bad films. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going on that kick. That and I, I finally got all three of the Atlas Shrugged films. Oh... I didn't realize uh, they did the third one. That's how much I, I lost track. I was like, did they finish it? I was like, oh, yeah, all three are done. I got to go back now. <laughs> I have yet to watch any of them. And um, uh, just to let you know, if you listened a couple episodes ago, I came. I told Joey, it was the Dune episode, I think. Okay. Uh, no, it was the Keep episode. It was last episode where I told him that we should do an episode. We should do shows where we get the game, the board game based on a movie, a bad movie, and then right. play the movie while we're playing the board game. And, like, that's the show. Uh, and I just put a bid on a copy of Last Action Hero, the board game. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so do I need a copy of that to play? Or would no, no, you be would playing for both of us? Or vice versa. We would, we would meet. Oh, okay. We'd be in the same place. Okay. We'll, 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 set the t we'll set the table up in front of the TV. So while the movie's playing, we're playing the game. <laughs> that won't be annoying at all well no we, we could do it just the way we do it now the the webcam will be pointed down at the no. board and us yeah. and the movie would be playing in the background no, through no, no, live stream no it's, it's a board game it's a, it's a personal thing it's get face to face man we'll do a special we'll do a special show for that we'll meet in person no i'm okay it's okay we'll we'll work out the kinks right but i'm just saying the webcam would capture the two of us playing this game with the movie playing in the background the same oh, thing. I, oh, oh, I thought you meant you wanted to do it over Skype. No, no, yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. No, we'd be here. This webcam no, would cap... Like, we'd be at yeah. this part of my desk, yeah. like when we do yes. the Oscar show. The perfect centerpiece right here. You. Yes. Good. Thank you. Yes. And um, <laughs> I did find uh, the uh, Second and Charles. They opened one near me, and I went there. They have a copy of Dune, the board game. Oh, really? But that, sh that shit's $100. I'm not going that deep. Fuck that. No, I can't do it. Someone wants to donate one. You know what? Me. Kyle McLaughlin better deliver that fucking thing for a hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. With an apology. With an apology. Maybe a phone call from David Lynch, and you you got my hundred. So, 
other than that, fuck that. <laughs> but so you know, I'm on the lookout, and I'm I'm not. We're not cheesing off. No games based on TV shows. Nothing like it's got to be based on an actual bad movie. So let me know because you know I'll obviously spring for some of these games too. Just keep an eye out. I mean, I I go to auctions and uh, flea markets and stuff, so that's where I'm looking. So okay. I probably have a better chance of finding some of them than you. So uh, uh, let's say the game Clue. Does that count? I mean, I it's thought, the other I, way no. around because yeah, thought, the game I, was I, first. I did think of that, and no, because that's a game movie based off a game. Otherwise, Battleship would count. Now, I'm not okay, saying true. it wouldn't be fun to play. I'm not saying it wouldn't be fun to play Battleship while we're watching Battleship. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying. Let's see if we can stick to the original idea and see how far we can get before we start cheating. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Works for me. Works for uh, me. And, and if everything goes right, I, I might have my own solo uh, um, Three Martini movie review coming soon. Yeah, I'd love to see that. That depends how busy this weekend gets. but. Uh, yeah, great. Definitely. But that, I mean, that, that stuff that, that I'm planning that hopefully I actually follow through on. <laughs> There's always hope. Well, I'll tell you what, we're we're an hour and a half in and the movie's almost over. <laughs> uh, we should wrap up then. We should definitely wrap up. Okay. Uh, uh this is actually episode 190 of Movie Sucktastic. Vastly approaching episode 200. We have no idea what we're going to do. Uh, uh we don't even we, we don't even know when it's going to happen. Realistically, if we don't miss any episodes, it'll happen probably by Christmas. But I know that's not the way it's going to be. It, it, it would be perfect. You know what? It would be. It would be. Um, it would make perfect sense if it happens in January. And I think it it will. Like next yeah. week, it's Thanksgiving. You know, I don't think we're recording next week, unless we do uh, it on Wednesday. Probably not. We'll we'll work it out. It, probably okay. not. Okay. We'll, you know. We'll so. Uh, all right, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, listen to the shows right from the site. You can download the shows, put them on your favorite you know, device, your phone, whatever. Or what we like to do the most is visit the website and watch the show live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. More or less. Uh, more or less. Yes. Take. Yeah, give or take. And you know what? If you go to the website on Thursday at 8 and we're not there... There's 190 episodes for you to wa watch and listen as well. So uh, you can go to just iTunes long, and just as long as you don't, just as long as you don't listen to the, uh, the Oscar episode. No, no, <laughs> please listen to the Oscar episode. <laughs> it's episode 63, oh. and uh, you want to listen to the last 20 minutes of that show. Oh, it is quite possibly the best 20 minutes we've ever recorded oh i don't know about that yeah <laughs> uh so anyway you can go to itunes and you can download the show or you can listen to it right through itunes uh, you can go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash movie sucktastic we post everything from movie trailers to our thoughts to when the next episode is up and out you can also go uh, and leave us some voicemail at 908-514-4470 if you want to email us the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com uh, and uh, definitely download the free Android app for your phone um, Yeah. everything I just said is in there 
you do a search for Movie Sucktastic with your favorite search engine, Scott likes Google. Google we it! Up. You can find Everyone us just about Google. anywhere. Everyone likes Google. So... Fuck Bing! I really don't like Bing. No one does. Fuck Bing. Yeah. That's that should do game. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him in the ass. Fuck him in the ear. Fuck him in the other ear. Anyway, that about does it. Scott, do you have yes. any wisdom? Any wisdom? Jimkata. Jimkata, man. Jimkata. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yes, yes, we will. We definitely will. Yes, definitely. I promise. Follow the flag, sir. Just follow the flag. Just, just follow the flag, sir. <laughs>